0: 2018? No, she will be back next month, fingers crossed. Um, And today we are talking about The Steep and Thorny Way by Kat Winters, and it is a retelling of Shakespeare's Hamlet, um, set in the 1920s in Oregon, actually, which is an interesting. We'll talk about the historical setting in a little bit, Uh, but it follows a young girl named Hannah Lee whose father is killed, and she just doesn't quite believe the way the story is being told about his death and so it's um, her journey to try to figure out how he actually died and there's a whole lot of other stuff kind of mixed in with it which I'm sure we'll kind of bring up as we talk about our topic. So today we're going to talk about how it holds up as a retelling of Hamlet, the ending because it's a little different than the play itself and we'll dive into the historical setting a little bit. So Aubrey, overall did you like it? Let's start there.
1: I did. Um, Hamlet Hamlet is not one of the plays that I'm like I'm familiar with it, but it's not one of the ones. Oddly enough, I've taken huh. multiple Shakespeare classes that hasn't been the focus. See, that's any of the them.
0: one I've read three times. Like I have read <laughs> Hamlet so many times in classes.
1: So many of my classes focused on the the less popular ones. I think because they sort of assumed like I've seen it, I've mm-hmm. seen the, and, you know, I know what happens and all of that. But yeah, I liked the way they changed it for the retelling. Um, and, yeah, just as a whole, I think it was pretty good.
2: All right. Jessica, did you like it, not like it? What would you think? I liked it a lot. Um, we'll talk about this later. I didn't really necessarily love the way it ended.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm right there with
2: you. I, my, my reason, I think, is different than Aubrey's, but um, it, it was good. I really enjoyed the characterization. I felt like I got to know the characters and their motivations, and I, it was well-written And I I like Hamlet. I haven't studied it a lot, but I did study it a little. Um, And I have read it, but not, like, deeply studied into Mm -hmm. all of it like I have with some other Shakespeare plays. But I really enjoyed it.
0: I, I liked it as well. I Like I said, this is the one I probably studied the most in school, which is kind of interesting. And I really missed, not included in this particular story, are characters like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, which I loved especially the spin off, the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead especially the movie which is just fantastic featuring Gary Oldman who just cracks there's several times I just laugh hysterically through that movie that he does like very logical things but he looks so dumb doing them I, I can't really explain it but I love that storyline as well to see the story of Hamlet for the, from their perspective as well and you don't get that in here but I really liked Hannah Lee and I think that's what kind of carried me through the story that I liked her that she was driven and I kind of liked her her end goals and some of her motivations at the end. I, I too, not necessarily disappointed in the ending. It was just not the ending I was expecting or necessarily wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked her throughout, and that, and it's a fast read. It, it does not it take is. long to get through it all, um, which I always like fast reads. And I actually read it. People, I did not listen because <gasps> I couldn't get a hold of an audio book. I read the ebook. It was it was like, whoa, it's only January and I've read read a book already. So I was pretty excited about that. It doesn't take too much in the Ellis household for me to get excited. So, all right, so let's talk about how it holds up. Um, The differences between Hamlet, the story versus the steep and thorny way, which will include the ending. We'll just throw that in there. Um, What we liked, what we didn't like. I kind of told a little bit about what I missed
1: with it, but. Mm -hmm. I I think the, it, it follows pretty well. I like what they change. That's my, my thing so often with retellings is in order to put them in a new setting, sometimes it loses part of the, like, well, that just doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. because I think I've talked before about Jane Eyre retellings. It's really hard to do a retelling of Jane Eyre because you can't explain the crazy wife in the attic. Like, yeah. that's just not a thing you can do in modern times. Yeah. It's rude. <laughs> you can't just lock them in the attic. Um, but I like that they threw in not only racial tensions um, which was interesting to me because that's not where it's set in Oregon That's not where I think Klan, I don't think Oregon, I think the South, Mm -hmm. and it sort of led me to do a lot more research. But
0: I also, a lot of times, forgot it was Oregon. I just, even as Mm -hmm. I was reading, I was Louisiana, Mississippi, that was in my head, and not necessarily Oregon, which was interesting. Then when it would bring it back, we're going to Seattle. (laughs) Okay. How
2: are you getting there? That is a
0: long (laughs) time. It was like, oh, no, no, you're in Oregon. Okay. Every every time I saw
2: a picture, that's what kept bringing me back, because I would read the in their in their pictures there's um, historical photographs in here Mm -hmm. Um, and every time that I saw one I would read something Oregon and I was Mm -hmm. like oh we're (laughs) in Oregon we're in Oregon that's what kept bringing me back I did like um, the elements that I
0: think part of me wishes I would have read it not knowing it was a retelling of Hamlet and then Mm -hmm. found out later because there was so much of the book that I was trying to connect with the play like well, who is the Ophelia character and there wasn't truly that kind of character that it really mm-hmm. once you're reading and you know it's Hamlet you you recognize it but it's not like yeah, they it, didn't take every single part and try to make it work. Yeah it,
1: sort of just the overarching idea of mm-hmm. Hamlet.
2: It wasn't so much a retelling as it was this is a starting place this is obviously a plot of Hamlet dad's dead he's a ghost he's trying to get revenge. Or someone's trying to get revenge, so it it was that it was like she just took that and then made it into a different mm-hmm. story, um, which that, I also liked that they mentioned the David and Bathsheba story, which I thought was kind of fun in there too because I was like, ah, the play you within just a play. that bit. in your face, like. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah,
1: and I liked that you mentioned you liked the main character, Hannah Lee. I it starts out with. The, the man who went to prison, the boy who went to prison for hitting her father while driving drunk, which that was also a minute for me because I'm like, it's the 20s, so he's literally <laughs> driving this little, I don't think of drunk driving, <laughs> like, but it's a little it's tiny a car. Um, but so, so she's he has just gotten out of prison and she is ticked off and she's like, no, but she then, she's willing to assimilate new information. She doesn't mm-hmm. stay stuck on that. He got in trouble for it. He's obviously the one who did it. I'm going after him. When things don't fit that, she's willing to...
2: It takes her a while. Yeah.
1: But, yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I like her fire. She's very fiery. Um, halfway through the book, well, I don't even know if it's necessarily halfway, after she confronts this boy for the first time, which happens right at the beginning, mm-hmm. Joe Adder, um, who she believes played the part in killing her father, and she's confronted him. She goes to see her, her best friend. His Bor- name was... Lord? Floor, floor. Like yes. floor yeah. I wanted to say Paula for some reason, and I don't know then why. Her
2: mom was Paula. Okay, then and maybe their that's Last it. name were like the and something.
0: So floor, um, and as they're talking, Hannah Lee comes to the conclusion that she kind of knows at her age, being um, she's mixed race. Her mother is white. Her father was black. Um, that in this particular town in this particular time in this particular place she's not going to make the changes that she wants to make so to assume she knows she's got to get out and she wants to become a lawyer because she wants to come back and make those changes and i really liked that about her that you know i know it's not going to happen right now i i'm not in the place where i need to be to make that happen but i'm going to go get myself in that place where i need to be to come back and i really liked that kind of throughout i think it was a little idealistic um but it was still kind of a nice not to see someone seeing someone that age have that kind of recognition of a situation, which I thought was kind of cool. So,
1: and I really liked the way I or it felt realistic to me. the 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 KKK obviously plays a large role in it, but there's this continuing feeling from. The town itself, for the majority of the book, that like, oh, but they're not doing that here. They're, they're helping to better the community. They're building roads and all of this. And it really was a fantastic way to see sort of the insidious way these groups would come into a town mm-hmm. and be like, we're nice. We're helpful. Oh, BT dubs, we're also stringing these people up in a tree. Yeah like they'd sort of slid that in and just the way they presented themselves i thought was very realistic for the time period and the place i was like i like that they didn't just come in and be like we're bad cuz mm-hmm. you think the kkk is just like evil and they came into town and did evil things like they were smart about it
0: yeah i mean they the, the people that didn't see necessarily that side of it, it saw them improving roads and saw them you know mm-hmm. work yeah doing other things um, i think it also showed the like you said like the manipulation that it was happening in households and people didn't necessarily mm-hmm. know, and that it um, it was a way to belong for some of the, the boys in town to be a part of something that then fueled a hate that maybe they, they, they didn't have in some instances when they were little, that mm-hmm. um, one of Floor's brother, who plays a big part in it, Lawrence, was raised with Hannah Lee and grew up with her, and they were really good friends, and you know he taught her how to shoot a gun, and he was like... I don't motivating to where he's like, don't ever let them see, you know, make you flinch and that kind of thing. And then he you kind of see his character how he um almost through other circumstances brainwashed into mm -hmm. to ending
1: up there, which is it's very much a Hitler youth kind of mm -hmm. thing where it starts out as this great community building thing and you're meeting people and then you slowly realize that they're yeah.
0: Yeah. Turning evil. That now I have to hate you. Yeah, exactly. So did you we've talked about the setting a bit. Um For this particular story, did you think Hamlet fit this particular time period, Um, kind of what was happening? Do you think it was kind of that portion of it was a stretch, or do you think it works?
2: I I, think it worked. Yeah, I think it worked really well. I mean, you've got the superstition of the time um, as far as, like, occult things happening and um, people believing in ghosts and spirits. And so you have her... Um, her friends seeing her father and t- trying to tell her. <laughs> and drinking was, the necromancer and, yes, nectar. Yes, I just like the name of it. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and I thought, I mean, that is perfect for that time period. I think it, in my head, again, it felt more Louisiana, New mm-hmm. Orleans, swamp, bayou-esque. But, it, I mean, it obviously was traveling around mm-hmm. as well, so it wasn't just there. Um, but I really think that it definitely felt... That the 1920s time period as far as the superstition part went and then adding in all of the racial and th- all of the prejudice that went along with it worked really well.
0: They take the spiritual side, the the ghost elements, further than they kind of do in the play because mm-hmm. Dad plays a much, even though he's dead, plays a much bigger part, especially in one scene towards the end than you see in Hamlet, which yes. is it's a far-fetched, like Mm-hmm. Okay, like it that was where I was sure, kind of, you've now taken this one no. step too far. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of takes it out of the believability into, do I put this as a fantasy novel kind mm-hmm. of thing.
2: So I could totally see, and I'm going to try not to spoil this at the same time I'm saying it, but I totally see this car coming up and then maybe seeing a ghostly yes. figure and swerving and hitting the tree, that kind of thing. But what happens right after, and this, <laughs> yes. the extra step that is taken yes. there, that would necessarily not just, yeah. you know, that was pushing it.
0: Mm-hmm. So what about the ending frustrated you or left you unsatisfied?
1: Um, oh, I wanted With, to talk about Joe first. Go talk about Joe. Okay, talk about Joe. Joe, is it Adder or Adler? Adder. He was my favorite character. He's the kid that went to prison for running over her father. And you sort of get his whole... Can, can we talk about what his secret is? Yes. The, okay. I think um, so. He, yeah. or about, or fairly, yeah, that's fairly early it, on. It's at least halfway through. Because I remember, th- I, I suspected it once or twice. They, they, he talks about how that's not really what he went to prison for. There was something else. He mm-hmm. was in trouble, but he couldn't go to prison for that for like perception reasons. And he, he got caught in a car with another boy, which was illegal at that time period. And then they brought in not only – I was expecting all of the racial stuff, but they brought in the eugenics for convicts at that time, which is something I tend to forget about because they don't talk mm-hmm. about that in history classes. It's, it's one of those things we tend to pretend didn't happen. But he talks about being terrified to go back to prison because of the things they would do to sterilize That's people. That's
0: when I when – not even the sterilizing part, but just the um, – talking about the the fear of him in prison was just so intense that mm-hmm. that's when I started to be like wait a second something yeah something, something is more different happened mm-hmm. there
2: because yeah they, they talk about like doing experiments to fix them and mm, that was yeah uh, and I mean they did that with not just I'll let you spoil the secret but they yeah. did it to lots of different people to try to fix yeah, them yeah was change all sorts who they of... were which is also very much a Hitler,
1: kind of. Yeah, and it's something we don't tend to talk about in our. Like I said, in history, I remember the first time reading about something like that, I was like, "Oh, we didn't talk about this in American history class. Do we just pretend it didn't happen?" Um, so yeah, I liked, I loved him, and just realizing everything he had gone through. Finding out the other boy's identity was was a shock to me. Yes. I was, and I again, I had almost suspected it, but but then the other boy's reaction was just it would again it makes sense he was angry he because it was it wasn't done and he was Mm -hmm. trying to fit in so to react with rage in that moment it felt real to me even though like i was so mad at him i'm like you evil little (laughs) i hate you but the reaction feels real
2: it did feel real in that moment yeah i it's not what i wanted to have i like want you know to I read these and I want a little romance, and there wasn't romance because there can't be, I mean the boys that are involved are are both homosexual. so you have this. You just can't decide, and, and mm-hmm. I, can't, I don't want to give it away because yeah. there's something else that we're giving away who yeah. the other boy's identity was, but...
1: That's, I wanted it to be another boy because I wanted the two boys to run away. Yeah!
2: Like, you deserve happy. You've that been to a lot.
0: There needs to be something yeah. to fix things. He, he was, Joe was a lot like Hannah Lee and how we mentioned that he was able. He was filled with this rage at the beginning, yeah. and very. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. This is what happened. But he was able also too to see other sides of the story. And his end um, is a bit bittersweet, but it's also kind of it, real. It was it, it was. it was a nice ending. It's kind
2: of. Mm-hmm. I mean, for that for everyone to be happy ever after wasn't. It's. It's Hamlet's a tragedy. So yeah. mm-hmm. you're not gonna get complete happy ever after. But it was. It's good that he was able to find some sort of an ending. Mm-hmm.
1: Not that in that town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not
2: in that town. <laughs> away from there. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it ends, and we've talked about this um, a little uh, yesterday as we were planning for this, that it, it ends a little cleanly. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it ended a little too happy for too, too many happy. people for me. yeah. I, I've seen Hamlet. Everybody but one dies. That's the (laughs) whole point. There's the one guy. You have to survive to tell the story. Everybody else dies.
0: And in this particular one, everyone lives but one guy. So, um, yeah. (laughs) It ended a little cleanly, but it ends hopeful, which is, is just kind of nice to see a hopeful end as well, especially with a story that... Does fit in so many different controversial things for the time. Well, I mm-hmm. like
2: to the very end. There's also a timeline at the yeah, back. Yeah, that's that what, that's what I was <laughs> about to open up. There <laughs> is it's it's, even more hopeful because it yeah. shows you.
1: There is a, a series of, of dates that starts out with when the book was taking place, which is the the early twenties. Um, yeah, 1925, 26, and discusses the um, some of the laws that the KKK, which sort of I, when I didn't realize this before I started reading this and then had to do more research, they sort of owned Oregon for a little while. They, they, like, it was kind of like lobbyists sponsoring these laws, and they're like, guess what? We're in charge. It didn't last for very long, thankfully. Um, so it talks about the repealing of different things and um, allowing African Americans to vote and, and other minorities to vote, and it actually takes you all the way up to 2015. Um, at which point uh, Oregon became the third state to ban conversion therapy. So it talks not only about um, racial laws, but then other types of discrimination as well. And I liked that. It's a little almost disheartening to see these laws. Yeah, that that we're still having to make laws against this thing. Because you read this, you're like, it's the 20s. It was practically a century ago oh, wait, we're still dealing with some of this. And occasionally that makes me very sad.
2: We're still dealing with a lot of it, which makes, yeah. yeah, it was just really sad. but that And I kept trying not to think of that when I was reading it. I was like, this this is in the past. This is history. And then I closed it up, and I was like, um, what is it?
1: Didn't I just see a headline that sounded <laughs> disturbingly like that?
2: Yeah. there, There's one line, and I, I doubt I can find it fast enough, um, where they talk about wouldn't it be great if um, these, if, Jews and non-Catholics and all of these people could just you know rise up against um, the KKK and it was just this like wouldn't that just be fabulous and I was like oh I love that line.
0: (laughs) So as a historical fiction it holds up well as a kind of paranormal magical realism it, it holds up well and as a retelling it does a decent job of doing that as well so I kind of feel like it's fair to say that we each recommend this book and highly suggest Definitely. that you check it out and read it um i was new to cat winners i had not read her other stuff but she has several things out and i would i would very much like to see what else that she has out there um to read so mm-hmm. overall a good book i should have looked Yay. up what we we're reading next I um don't while remember. we're geeking Another out i'll do book. that because it is time to geek out and right. since i haven't really thought about my geeking out i'm gonna let Watson go first
1: All right. um, I am geeking out incredibly behind the times, so I'm expecting some like hateful comments and things being thrown in my head over Ready Player One, because I finally read it. It took years. I apologize. It was phenomenal. It was just one of those things that like it was in my to-read pile, but there's a lot of phenomenal books in my to-read pile, and I I can't get... So I actually assigned it for one of the book clubs here at the library, so I had to read it. I read it in a less than five hours like I just sat down on my couch and like I was into it I loved it um there were multiple times it filled with 80s references, which is fantastic. A bunch of them I had to look up. I had my phone next to me, and I'm like, who made, is this that's person? That's where
0: you've made me sad.
1: Well, like, the, the <laughs> no, game program, game designer that oh, they mentioned at okay. the very beginning who had hidden his name in the credits and a few things like that. I was like, I don't know who that is. I liked
0: is. how in the, within the first chapter, I think it was right at the end of the first chapter, there's a um, Last Starfighter reference that just made me so, I was like, I'm going to love this book. Just, and between and, and that, there's a and the Goonies planet. planet.
1: Yeah, I was like... Oh. Um, so I immediately got on IMDb because I had seen the trailer for the movie, but I immediately went through and now having read the book, went through each like actor that they had. I'm like, yeah, no, yet yeah, no. Okay, yes, yes, yeah. And I think I like all of them. The only one I'm not sure about, I mean, I think as an actor, he'll do a phenomenal job, but he just isn't who I pictured is Simon Pegg as Ogden Morrow. Because I pictured him, one of the girls at the book club suggested Oliver Platt, actually, as that. Because I pictured him older, and I pictured him just, I don't know, a little bit larger in life. Like, he's this very old wizard looking with the beard, and like, I don't picture Simon Pegg as that. I love Simon Pegg. I sh- I'm sure he'll be fantastic, but that's just not who I picture. Wait, Simon I think- Pegg is it. <laughs> that that's a reason enough for me to go one see One of our
2: it. teens was talking about how he didn't like that he was he was this... Kind of lanky, skinny guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's, um, he's supposed okay. to be kind Shabbier of a guy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. And then I read that because they do. I obviously you're immediately concerned. There's a billion references in this, and there's no way the studio can afford the rights to all of those. Um. But they have also added a few things that weren't in there, like the Iron Giant. And I heard they are they got Vin Diesel to do the voice again. So I'm a little concerned that in the theater, like I'm just gonna burst into tears because I've seen the Iron Giant and it's emotionally traumatizing. <laughs> that movie makes me cry yeah. there's a, like a list of five movies that make me cry every single time I watch them it's like that Dead Poets Society <laughs> Rudy want, <laughs> I can't watch five movies. the end of, of Rudy oh, yeah
0: I love Rudy when he gets out on that field mm-hmm. and he's playing for his family to
1: see I just I would cry now thinking about it so I can't I'm kinda see someone that. sent me just the oh captain my captain scene oh. on YouTube like just that was like two minutes long and I was bawling <gasps> I'm like why would you do that to me <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> we were so talking read. about something,
2: yes. and I was like, hey, okay.
1: Oh, so, yes, Ready Player One, it is fantastic. There is a sequel planned, but on Goodreads, it only says Ernest Klein is writing a sequel. <laughs> there is no other information. I have yet and to read Armada. it takes a
0: while. So. Armada is not as good, but still good. Okay. I, I, I liked Armada, so. And I love the, the cover of the paperback, the trade paperback of Armada, with mm-hmm. the boys sitting at the console that looks like a video game. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, I like it. All right, Jessica, what are you geeking
2: out over? Well, one thing we were just talking about a little bit ago. I just found out that uh, Zach Efron is going to play Ted Bundy. I saw that. And that just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just makes me happy.
1: Did you see the picture where they zoomed in yes, on him playing it with Ted Bundy? they look so much
2: alike. Uh-huh. I did not. So, that this, I mentioned this I'm like I didn't know Ted Bundy was attractive but was next it? like if you compare the yeah. yeah I guess he was kind of attractive
0: that and was, then that was the team boy thing. we were that with was... yeah he immediately said well it makes things easier for him and I was <laughs> like
1: huh oh, no, wasn't enough. he supposed to be super charismatic um, and all that like yeah. that's how he so killed so it's kind of perfect Zach Efron
2: so I'm really excited to see Zach Efron play serial killer um, and then the other thing, I've been watching Grey's Anatomy from the beginning because I watched, like, when it first was on TV, like, live, I watched the first, like, season and a half, and then, spoiler alert, um, George? Sam and Dean's dad. Oh, oh uh, Jeffrey Dean ben Morgan. Jeffrey Dean yeah. Morgan, he died, and I was sad, and I couldn't watch anymore, <laughs> so I stopped watching then. I think I watched a little bit beyond that, but very, very little, because I was just really upset about that. And so I am, like, almost through season three now. My boyfriend and I have been watching it together, and it's just, I'm kind of in love with it again, Mm -hmm. so. That was one of those shows that I kind of came in and out of it,
0: until the plane crash that took out...
1: Yes, I feel like most half people the cast, and yeah. then I was With, like, "I'm done." Yeah. I can't.
0: There, this much bad stuff cannot keep happening mm-hmm. to these
1: people. Yes. I feel all like these. Huge most people who watch Grey's Anatomy have one moment where they start stop, like even hate yeah. watching it, and it's usually when a character dies. For me, it was the plane crash, partially mm-hmm. because yeah, there's only so many disasters that can happen. But then they killed off my two favorite my favorite character, which is Mark Sloan, uh-huh. and then his girlfriend at the same time. I'm like, why am I watching this yes. show?
0: Yeah, I I was I just felt so I got to feeling so bad for these people. I'm like, there is no excuse, you need to be checked in somewhere if you're still working at this location. <laughs> <Yeah>. Because, <laughs> new if, job, new if this much bad stuff is happening, like, and I know it feels like overwhelming because you're seeing the bad stuff every week, where there could be months between bad and sin, <laughs> yeah. still, because, I know, think at know, a certain that's... point, you have to reevaluate your life and say, This is
2: it's like yearly disaster, this is yeah. yeah. not man. where I'm going to die. So. I just got past the episode where, um, Meredith almost drowns mm-hmm. and there's a huge accident. So I'm I'm just a little past that and things seem to be not yeah. a little rocky.
1: As much as I so. love this library, if we have to refer to disasters in multiples with things like explosions and gunplay <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find a new job.
2: I also we've love... had
0: two with water troubles. Yeah. That's not nearly as bad. No one was harmed. Yeah.
2: No one was harmed in those. But I'm really loving all of the guest stars, like all of the people that I keep seeing in there. And then I go, I know that person from Early Edition. That one made me really happy. <laughs> By the way, I really want to rewatch that now.
1: Oh, I love that show. Like, I have forever. There have
2: just been like all these... Tiny people popping up, and I'm like, oh, I know you. I know you. I have <laughs> just made trouble so with that much
0: sometimes, too, because I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, yes. yeah exactly. Wasn't yeah.
1: Like Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez or someone was a guest star in it? And I, because I remember seeing that episode and just being like, no. No, <laughs> this doesn't work. <laughs> like, she was she yeah. was good in it, but I couldn't get it out of my head. Well,
2: that. there's that bo- the Bomb Squad episode with the guy from Early Edition. Yeah. Christina Ricci is... Yeah. Um, an yes. EMT and I was like that's that's
0: too much what? What's happening? Like, but it's also the same when I'm watching a commercial and you're like this are you, where they try to pull it off that these people are normal people you're like no that is an actor I've seen them in things and that drives me crazy. Yeah. That, that person's
1: been well, a day player on every show yeah. that The I guy who
2: plays Burke was on a insurance commercial uh-huh. last night and I was like is that him? It, it was. He just looks yeah. a little different. he He's on He's the 100 facial now. Here. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. He's on what? The 100. Oh. I haven't watched moved that over to that one. show. I enjoy that one. It's not great, but I like watching it.
0: Well, it's- I am geeking out over a book that Miss <laughs> Linda, downstairs in the children's department, recommended on one of our um, videos that we did, the GBL Talk videos that we were doing for a while. Midnight Riot by Ben Aronovich. Aronovich? Aronovich? Aronovich, but it's wow. Ar- It's legit aaron Ovich Aaron i don't know um okay. <laughs> it's set in london and it's one of those um very similar to jim butcher's dresden files or even patricia biggs briggs's mercedes thompson series set in modern times with magical elements so it's about this guy um who is on the police force in london who kind of while he's guarding this crime scene overnight because the crime scene crew decided they wanted to go home, but they had patrolmen guard it. He ends up talking to a ghost. So that's when he first realizes there are supernatural elements abound. And um, there is this one inspector on the police force who deals with all of these things and nobody really likes him because he's a crazy guy and he's starting to work with him um so he's going to become a wizard which i'm excited (laughs) um but it is just the dialogue cracks me up there were several times that i just started cracking up towards the beginning i started out reading it and then i got the audiobook and the guy has a british accent so i'm like switching (laughs) where did Um, you
2: find this book Because i'm interested
0: it's called midnight riot by Ben Arnovich, and it is, I was supposed to read, one of my goals was to read a recommended book, and I'm still going to read Daughter of the Forest, but this had gotten recommended to me first, um, and it's been sitting on my bedside table for longer than I would like to admit, Um, so I'm going to finish that up and then read Daughter of the Forest, but loving it so far, it's a whole series which I'm excited about, so if you like those kind of light, fun, fantastic, whole story set in modern time. They're usually just in trade paperback. Um, you might give that a try. Midnight Riot by Ben Aaron Ovitch. I'm just going to say it exactly how it looks then.
1: Okay.
0: So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, next time we are going to talk about... Um, I don't know. What <laughs> we're <talk> no. <laughs> we are going to talk about our favorite fictional couples because it's february which Ooh. is in my head the month of love because of february or <laughs> <Because> valentine's day <laughs> because of because february, of february. <laughs> because of valentine's day and then we are going to read mrs sherlock holmes oh. by brad Ricca. Um, so that is the book that we're going to be discussing in february so if you would like to join us in reading that um please do it says this is a shocking and amazing true story of the first female U.S. district attorney and traveling detective who found missing 18-year-old Ruth Kruger when the entire NYPD had given up.
1: So, Ooh, so this is a
0: nonfiction, nonfiction awesome. read, um, true crime kind of thing, which is right up Jessica's alley. Oh, yeah. So oh. she should have fun with that. There must is be a serial, a serial killer? <laughs> yeah. I bet there's a serial killer, um, Mrs. Sherlock Holmes by Brad Ricka, and that'll be our second podcast of the month. First one, famous favorite fictional characters couples. So. I just put it on hold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you don't watch us for GPL lunch break, make sure you check us out every Thursday at 12 p.m. We do more book recommendations there. Um, and of course, just a reminder if you are looking for a next, your next great read, um, check out my librarian on the greenwoodlibrary.us webpage and we can hook you up with your next favorite read. And we will see you next month. Bye.